bottomless Bellinis, afternoon sun. Girls twerking on the tables, they just having fun. Leave them girls alone, you the owner, what you want? Buckets of Don P, how many you want? My nigga, he brought his son, got his dad's face. We ordered crab cakes, table with mad plates. R&B playlist, I'm in blast space. She told me about her last date, I had to laugh in her face. Sunny Brunch, we hanging in the child land, man. We back for a new episode, new show. I'm excited about this show, man. We got my OG in the building. He's an OG, but he got a young spirit. Nate, Chef Gator, Chef Tucker, man of many names, man. We got Donnie Tucker in the building. He's here, baby. Yes, sir. Saturday What's up, edition. baby? Okay. What you been Lucky up to? Nothing. I just been there. Uh, I've been a lot of thought sometimes by myself. Okay. Because a person would understand after doing back and forth 28 years in prison, then being in society, it's a lot. you stay, you're paranoid most of the time, and a lot of people ain't gonna trust you. That's right. Regardless of what you try to do or how you try to do it, they ain't, gonna, they, they ain't gonna trust you. I didn't fail. When the grace of God woke me back up, put me back on my feet. I'm on dialysis. I could be dead. Been shot three times, stabbed, burned. And sometimes I ask God, why you still got me alive? Yes, but see, maybe he ain't going. Maybe he ain't show me that purpose yet. Hey, so I keep on doing what late. I'm. I keep on doing what I'm doing. It's never too late to find your purpose. Um, well, the messed up part of it is, to me, is I get out. I got a son I never knew. He got grandkids I never met. I watched on the news down there, my little girl died in a fire. And she, I couldn't go there. I couldn't, I couldn't be there to help her because I'm in prison. Looking at it on TV. Hold up, hold up. We're we going to get to that. Hold up. Let me, that stopped me. Did that stop me from doing anything? feel guilty almost. That changed my whole life. Yeah. Okay. That's well, big, man. When we, let me go in steps. We're going to get to that. Now, you grew up, where, the West End? Yeah. All right, let's, let's start, and we, we'll work our way up. Well, I, so, tell, so tell us, for people who's listening, what it was like growing up in the West End, like your childhood. I went to Shawnee. But first, I started off with Stephen Foster. Okay. Young dude. What was the household like? Rough. Every day. I had five brothers, fought three of them. They fought me. Had one sister at home, because my other sister got older and moved out. So we going to school. My mother go to work early in the morning working for Pete Lawlard. The kids at home by themselves. You know, we old enough to do what we're supposed to do and stuff. Yeah. But we're going to fight. Mm-hmm. No structure. And we fought each other, stabbed each other, shot each other. My mother had to come home more than she worked because of the kids. Then I went to Shawnee Elementary. I'm showing out over there. 
They put me out of school there and sent me to Fly J. Showing out over there. When you say showing out, what does that mean? Fighting, stealing, taking, bullying. It didn't make me no different what it was. I'm going to do it. Why, where do you think that came from? Honestly, I tried to fit in and didn't know what I was fitting into. I wanted to be seen because I was my, our name was recognized, Gaithers. Everybody knew the Gaithers because my mother's kids and all of us were just boys most of the time, so we fought a lot. We've done a lot. Upbringing then. So just upbringing. Yeah, you know, but I wasn't... I didn't have to do none of that. But I guess I wanted to be like my brother Dwayne. He loved Bessie Silver, and I wanted to be like him. And that's usually what it is. It's usually one thing that's an impression on you. Well, the the, the impression you... on me was my older brother, Willie T, okay. who only owned the Crystal T's. Okay, yeah. That's my older brother. He did, okay, too. For people listening. Crystal T's is an old school nightclub. Yeah. It used to be jumping back in the 70s, starting in the 70s. Yeah, 80s. 80s and yeah. early mid 90s. Right. Go ahead. And he worked at Ford Motor Company. Wow. Sure. You know, I used to like how he used to dress, have money, new car. And I was infatuated with that. Exactly. Then Dwayne started getting money too, but it wasn't a job. It was the other way. Okay. So. I want to be like him. And so my heart was big, you know, because trying to fit in with him. So my mother gave Dwayne a note, a list to go to the store. AMP used to be on 30, what's that, 35th and Broadway. AMP. Okay. She gave him a list. Okay. Dwayne grabbed two Kroger bags. So we go to the store. <coughs> Dwayne opened the bags up. We going down the aisle with the list. He taking the stuff, putting it in the bag. Now I'm carrying the bag like he asked me to do. So when he in line trying to buy something, I'm standing by the door. The man said, "Yeah, see, you been down the corner doing a little shopping." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> he go in the bag, pull out a pack of hamburger. I said, "That's my brother right there." He said, "I don't know that motherfucker." Damn. So he called my mother. My mother almost beat me to death. I told her what he did. She didn't believe that. So she beat you based on what you told what your brother did. He never, what he told me to do. Oh, well, he told you, okay. I'm yeah. But my mother didn't never have no faith in me. So when I got older, I went to my auntie and I asked her why my mom used to whoop me like that. She said, Cause you was a mistake, wow. and you look just like your daddy. Hmm. So when she get mad, she would beat me ungodly. Out of spite, that's spite. So my little brother used to start crying, and I'm holding on. And one day my mother was cooking in the kitchen, like Joe cooked their food, but it's chicken and grease. I run out my mouth arguing with her. She threw the grease, chicken, everything on me. Damn. Wow. Then beat me up. Then told me to clean it up and then put some more grease in the skin. Now I cry. Damn. You know? So 
every time something happens, me and my little brother might be fighting, I rousing in the house. My mother come home in the driveway, he went out there in the driveway and said, Mama, Donnie did this. She had no questions. She walked in the house and just whooped me. And it just beat me down. She had me one time. I never forget this. She told me where my little, she told me where my brother's shoes to school. And I did. And when you come home, you change them. I forgot. I'm laying in the living room. He walked in the house, see me in his shoes, and kicked me in the eye. So I told my mother about it. Uh, she whooped me too. Some of the things that used to happen to me, I don't talk about to nobody. Because I wouldn't nobody believe it. I felt very abused as a kid. Didn't know what abuse was till I became an adult. My brother named James, he stole my little brother's car. I didn't know it. I walk in the house, go up the step, my little brother and Dwayne put guns on me. Found out I didn't take it. So the next morning, I'm walking to the store down the street. James pulled over him and his woman, got out of the car and shot me in the arm. Your brother? Hold oh, on, no. wait a minute. Wait your brother. a minute. Wait a minute. Let well, me let you finish. I'm saying this is because people are listening. No. Yeah. So you telling me your own brother shot you? Yeah. Because he thought you told, stole the car. No. What happened when they found out that I didn't do it? Dwayne and Jimmy, who called World, went to Flint, Michigan and went to his woman's house. And she wasn't there, but her brother there and pistol whooped him. And he came back home. I'm in the blind to this. So I'm walking to the store. He got out of the car and shot me in the arm and drove off. So my little brother Jimmy. What year was this? I, just, I don't know a year. Well, how old was you? 20-something. So when Jimmy see me, he turned around and said, get in the car. Said, Jimmy, take me the car to home because I had a gun over it. He said, no, I'll take you home. So he turned around and went back to my mother house in 39th Riverport. My mother sitting on the porch and my mother see me got a car bleeding. Don't bring all that blood up here on my damn porch. What's problem? So he took me to the hospital. I got fixed up. So about a week later, my arm in a sling, Dwayne is down in Shawnee Park. Cause down in Shawnee Park, across the street, there should be a restaurant. He got him on, he win, he gave me all the one. So I stole another crap game. A dude ran up and said, Donnie, Donnie. Man, your brother down there shooting your other brother. I go down there and Dwayne and shot Oliver six times. Well, Oliver get in the car and drove all the way down the down the Broadway by Lind Lindale somewhere to be a fire department. Yeah. 
pulling out. So I go to the hospital because I want to make sure he's okay. They bring him out of the emergency room on a stretcher. He said, oh, he got a shotgun because I had my hand in slain. Police died on me. I ain't got shit. My mother come up there and smacking me all in the face. Why you let him get shot? I ain't got nothing to do with it. You the victim of all the shit. <laughs> you was, Damn. Didn't she? Damn. She just, so did he survive after six shots? Yeah. He had my little brother had was a 357 Magnum, but my brother had took the bullets out that night and put in buck shells. Mm. But he, he emptied the gun in it. And then we were shooting Dwayne, 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 did he, one of the bullets uh, beat when the thing of Buckshare bounced off the windshield and tore my whole eyebrow off. That's why I don't have the eyebrow. Spreads out like that. Yeah, and it tore the eyebrow off by me. Damn. Damn. That happened to my brother. I hit him in the chest. Somebody in front of my house, my mother's house, got shot. Buckshot spread out. He was mm. in the window meddling. Hit him all in the chest and everything. And then my brother Dwayne and me worked uptown, it to be a phone company. My brother said, Donnie, the money bag in the car. I said, okay, I'm gonna get it. I go get it, and there wasn't no money bag. It was a brand new CD and an eight track. We get home, he said, Donnie, this, 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 this eight track belonged to me. I said, no, it don't, it belonged to me. So he hit me in the jaw. I beat him up. He ran downstairs around the house. I'm gonna kill you, nigga, I'm kill you. I don't want to think about that back at. My mom said, Don, did you go out of this house? I ain't think about him. I go out of the house, my mother look in the window, I walk around the side of the house, Dwayne got a gun on me and robbed me in front of my mama. I go back in the house, she slapped me in the mouth. I told you don't go out there. There, I can't win. And this is taking place from your family member. Yeah. Your brother? Yeah, it's ain't, it's your ain't, mother? You know what I'm saying? It ain't like there's some niggas on the streets. No. It's so your brother. Who's supposed to love you? So that, was, that what made me what I am today. I didn't give a damn. You see what I'm saying? It came from early. Yeah, so. Right, because the people who supposed to protect you. I really against me. Right. So uh, right. I got locked up at 15, 13. Now, now what was damn. that like? You know, of course, you dibbling and dabbling, whatever. Your first experience going to jail. Your boys camp? Is that 15? Is that what you were talking about? I was 13 years old. I went to the boy. I was 13 at Juvenile Detention Center. Take some of that moment. And you see Waxy downtown? Yeah. And was then, it, but it was, yeah, but see, it didn't be called Children's Center. Okay. I was there because we had an insurance man who'd been knowing all of us since we was kids. I didn't have no money. So he came in the house, my mother at work. I robbed him in the living room. Well, hold on, wait. Huh? Wait, man. Wait, hey, man. You're just doing what you know, though. Oh, wait. Man, man, man. man. you're just doing hold what you on. know, man. Because you done been through so hold much on, shit. Well, this part. The insurance man comes over. Mm -hmm. We got to paint the picture for the people. Let's hold up. Because this is first news. I, yeah, what he's telling us, I've never heard it now. I've been around Donnie my whole life. But, you know, sometimes you can be around people and not know them. And that's okay. You know, people don't have to tell you everything. Well, I told you some of the things nobody knew about These me. Stories, that's right. never even so, said I so not to cut you off, you know, I don't like what people, I'm going to let you talk. Insurance man comes over. Mm -hmm. What happened? He said, your mama home. I said, yeah, come on in. I'm lying. I go back in my bedroom. I had 22 
What a lot. Me? I want to know more about 18. Okay, all right, go ahead. I robbed him. He said, I've known you all my life. I said, I'm going to shoot you. Give me what you got. He gave me the money. This is the messed up part of it is. I went to the West End show. But then nothing ever happened. People I said, come on, yeah, don't pay for your way. Come on, I pay. I'm, I'm in there. So after you robbed him, you went out. Where yeah. you say you go, you went? The to West End show. Well you got we don't know. We young, we young, we don't know. We're on 34th and Broadway. Okay. Okay. That's a movie theater. Yeah. Okay. Okay. On 34th okay. and Broadway, it used to be a movie theater, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so okay. All of a sudden, somebody said, Donnie, I sink down in the seat. It was my daddy. <laughs> so they said, hey, he is out there. I bought that nigga popcorn and milk dudes, pop. Nigga just got comfortable. With the insurance <laughs> man's money, though. With the insurance man's money. <laughs> we got to talk about that. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. So we get outside. My daddy said, my daddy had me by my back of my pants because you know I take off running. And I get home while we made funeral arrangements for you. So I was with you, I just wake his ass down. Get home, he beat me half to death. My mama beat me half to death. The gang up on him beat me half to death. Here come the police. He took his motherfucker out of my house. They took me out and took me to boys camp, Barkley boys camp. My man, that's in Barkley boys camping up in Barkley. Kentucky? Kentucky? Yeah. Kentucky. Okay. okay. I've never even heard it's of it. It's a camp. So, me and this white dude, we found we're going to escape. So, we still a station wagon. We coming down the road. Now, you know, they're going to say, with a big old sound on, say, you know, come with us, Kentucky. Now, this young nigga and this other white boy know damn well we were supposed to be in the car. Shout out to whoever the white boy is. Shout out to the white boy. <laughs> what was his name? Huh? Remember, remember the white boy? Yeah, the name Jojo. What up, Jojo? Jojo. 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 Go ahead. Because she was not down there. I wasn't getting no visit like all the other kids. Well, nobody come to see me. Right. I ain't definitely, got nothing. Definitely not your family. So, so I ain't got nobody. Right. So I'm like a hobo on the road. Yeah. And so police pull us over until they get out of the car. We got a cop. I'm gone. They chased me in the woods and shit. They got me. Took me back to Barkley Boys Camp. I didn't come home till I was 16. Damn. So when I came home, they brought me to my mama's house on 39th and River Park. And they knocked on my mama's door. My mama just can't stay here. So hold up. You was at that place for three years? Yeah, three, three years. years. So when you, then when you came home, your mom said, nah, you no, I can't stay here. Stay your yeah, life's a movie, man. So they took me back to the children's center. Stayed up there for about a couple of months. So, and then, so when your mom's or your family says he can't stay here, they send you back? They take that? you back because okay. you, you can't let you stay on the street. Okay, right, right. Took right. me back up there. Well, I'm up there. I'm acting fool again. I finally get out. I ain't done. Got to do something. My sister had an apartment on Crumb Lane. My brother stayed there with his woman. She had a toy. So I walk around to the store and look, look at her like I'm buying something, come out, go home, get a change of clothes, and put in the dumpster down the alley. Come back, 
rob the store, run down the alley, change the clothes, and come up on the street. They know who think shit like it was dumb, motherfucker. Don't get bust. I mean, it was what you knew, man. The, the, really so, so the police, the detective, he drove by. He looked at me. I looked at him. I kept on walking normal. I go all the way back down and said, what happened? Now, I'm the nigga that robbed the store. Oh, you went back down to the store? Yeah. I'm going to see what I thought you said. They didn't beat me down. So, when I finally got busted, they sent me to prison. Now, this, is, this is your first time in prison, right? First time. So where prison. were you at, Luther, Eddie? I went to the grain and I got and hit the dude in the head with a pipe, and they sent me to Eddieville. I was seventeen. I'm down to Eddie, down to Eddieville. I see a stabbing our piping every day. I see one dude get stabbed in the face seventy-two times over a sissy. Damn. I didn't see a dude get murdered, man, over a bag of cookies. If I give you a bag of cookies today's Saturday, next Saturday you owe me two bags of cookies. If you ain't got my two bags, there's three bags. Right. And they keep going up and up and up, you know. Seeing all that done, I get out. So let me ask you this. At 17, going into prison with grown men, hmm? what was that like for you, like the first time going in? Mentality was like murder. Because I ain't got no family. We survive or die right now. I ain't got nobody to help me. I can't go and get in the commissary line again. I ain't got it. Ain't nobody gonna give me nothing. So I got to do what I do. Yeah, survival of the So, so I got a job in the laundry, in the, in, in the uh, where you make clothes at. We make the prison clothes for women and the men. Yeah. Then I go in the kitchen. I first got there the first day. The dude had on the aprons, and they had blood all like I thought blood, but it was watermelon. But in jail, people gonna tell you about prison, there's prison there, and you know, be the whoop. So your mentality, it gotta get strong. And I gotta do something, cause I know I'm going to prison immediately. Your mind right, you're to... 17, and there were adults doing a lot of things. Right, like, yeah. Right. So right. when I'm in there. I walk in the kitchen from, from everybody coming in there from the kitchen. I see these dudes over there with this blood on them. So I said, this table with Ernest Powell and some dudes I know that knew my family since I was a kid. So I looked over and the dude mugged me in the face. I said, this man, you don't know me. So Ernest Powell said, if you don't whoop that nigga's ass, we're going to whoop your ass. In the pot, they had a little pot of coffee. Little metal pots. I take the coffee and walk over there and get to the pot and start whooping the hell out of niggas. I just blanked out. Just kept on whooping them. Cause you no, know, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Cause I don't want these what big, you know. old, big old dude lifting weights to jump on me and right. Thomas Payne them looking like trees and shit. So I got to fight. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it. Yeah. They put me in the hole for a year. Damn, man. I get out of the hole the same day. Dude called me a nigga. I went off. After a year and a half. You know, the same day. I beat his ass. the day you got out. Same day I got a hole for a year, I got back in the hole again. I'm always was in trouble. I didn't have a mindset. Right. I had no goals and none of that. The only thing I knew was being incarcerated up under the supervision of somebody else and never know how to be up under the supervision for me. So 
I had to survive the best way that I could. No, I no. When I learned how to drive a car, I stole it. I didn't know that was a car we down there at the boys' camp. Yeah. I didn't know we were gonna know what kids about on the highway or nothing. I'm just coming down a big old thunder wheel. I'm trying. You surviving. So you know the amazing part of this, Joe. When I'm in Fly J High School, I had to wear a suit coat and a tie every day. You did it. Yeah, I had to. But I made good grades. My mama used to make me do my brother and sister them, not my sister, my brother homework. Used to make me. I'm going to get what it is, dining. Dining. So when I was got grown, I went asking my auntie, Lord rest her soul. I said, why is my mama locking on me? She said, you were the blackest one, you were bow-legged, and I always had a diaper full of poop. And my uncle used to come and get me on Wednesday. So when I go over her house, I was treated like a kid, have fun and all that. But I go home. Showing love. Right, I go home, it's war. So, you know, it's simple as that. You it's, know. it's all it's been. Yeah. So, and since I've been home, I'm different, but I know how to take things now. I don't say much. I don't get in trouble. With I didn't see people talk all that old shit. They ain't talking it to me. But listen to them. I ain't seen people get shot and killed. Because when I was coming up, we used to tell people when my family did, you're going to wish your mom didn't open her legs up fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? Because it didn't matter. Yeah. I didn't have no direction. I didn't have no 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 guidance. I'd be something. I see my brother Ford doing stuff. You know, and um, I go to my grandmama house on thirty on Forty Fourth Street, but she had all these grandkids. But my uncle and them kids were different than our kids. They're different than us. They kids wasn't allowed to really affiliate with us because of the household that we live. Yeah, it was just different. Yeah, yeah, it was different. Man. It was. You know, it ain't something that I choose. It's something that I was just presented to. Right. And I had survived through it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and right to this day, it's rough on me. But that first impression, though, you had was your brother working and getting all this stuff. And that was the first thing that you I'd seen to, though. Yeah. He'd come and get me, man. We'd go over to girlfriend's house. Yeah. You know, he driving all clean and sharp, right, right, pocket right. full of money. I liked it that. Doing shit the right way, man. Yeah. But I didn't get a chance to live that kind of life. That was the first thing you noticed, though. Yeah, and I had to stick with me for the rest of my life. You know, then I had this other guy in Lord Resisto that he was my buddy. We were friends. But he got into drugs. I was scared of drugs. Because people come in paying attention about crack. You know what I mean? Crack do it to you and do it to you. So I get out. I got this shit. So... My baby mama took me to the store. I got out and seen it because I didn't know my son. And I'm trying to be a, I wanted to be a family with her because of my son. She takes me to the store. We go to the store. She said, get some real old pass for you. 
The man, they got pressed, okay. And so she get the real old pass. Now I'm done. I know. So, this is so, so, but I'm done. But, but I don't know. Okay. Now, you don't know. We now know. So they get the little bitty pipe and go to the house. She take herself and do all that and put it in there. And she hit there. So she said, she said, poor. I did it. Not even asking what it is. No, I figure I got this. When she got, I figure I got this. Say ain't nothing. It, it, it wasn't like that. So one day I looked in the mirror, and I see the bones in my face. I said, Lord, I know I ain't getting no good job since I've been here, but thank you for allowing me to be here. Can you get me off this shit, please? So how long was you on it? You, so once you hit it once, it was on. I was on it about a year. I mean, for real. I mean, I take my whole check. I'm gonna give me a 50. Yeah. They think I know I'm, I ain't got but some change. Got to go home to the lie. And, you know, and I, was, I, I began to experience society as an adult that I couldn't do as a kid. See, there's phrases coming in when you grow up. There's phrases that you take. So the phrases that I was taking, I didn't know nothing about just do wrong. Like, and I didn't have no choice. Right. I didn't have no clothes. My mama would give me hand-me-downs and she'd give my little brother Christmas and stuff. I didn't have it like that. Didn't know But you had saw it so many different ways already though. Yeah, but I'm, I'm thrown everywhere. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what to do. Which way do I go? You know what? You know, if I try to go do something somebody and they got watch it, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Damn. But I'm not going to do that. But you make me think crazy shit. I get into an argument. I don't know how to just walk away. I got to finish this shit out. I'm going to kill this nigga. That's all I knew. That's it. That's what I was going to say. It ain't like you, 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 it was what you knew. Right. It was what you came up through. So when, I, so, so when I got older, I started looking at stuff. That's when I got out. I, before I got out, let me say this. When I was down the the grains, I met a guard. And he said, man, I need a girlfriend. He said, okay, I'll get you one. He's a guard. He turned on to one of his friends. She started coming to see me. So you told him you need a girlfriend? Yeah, I told him. So she started coming to see me. We writing letters to each other. So I get out. I live on Bassford Manor Lane. Yeah. Never forget it. Her name was Betty Jean Jones. Never forget this shit. Shout out to Betty Jean Jones. <laughs> hey, no, nah, I don't know. Look at it. Well, we're going to shout out Betty Jones. Look at it. Okay, if you do, go do it. She's look. part of the story. That's right. what I'm saying. Okay. So, I get out. I move in with her. First day. I don't know nothing about this. <laughs> we're in the bed doing our thing. She holler, I want my husband. What? So, I'm fucked up. That's all <laughs> I don't know no better. I get a job at Fishing Big Boys on Papa Level. Right there by the special yeah, way. Yeah, I'll get right. <laughs> I meet another woman, her name was Betty. But I got a Betty at home. Big Betty and Little Betty. So Little Betty, meet me back for man. I said, okay. So we live right down the street. So I walk down there. I'm coming across the parking lot. Here's Big Betty in the car. 
I'm a kid. And reaching up on the car like that. Man, I take off running. I take off running. I'm dead. <laughs> Fuck. You ain't gonna kill me in this motherfucker. So, uh, so look, get your ass in the car. Get back in the car. Then all of a sudden, we sit at the kitchen table. Now, I haven't asked this woman no questions or nothing. My little stupid ass don't know nothing about no girlfriend. I've been gone. She gonna tell me she had killed her husband, got five years probation. She was telling me the story. So my buddy, Dwayne Johnson, he was telling me, he said, man, let's go out tonight. They had Toy Tiger there to be a club. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Toy Tiger. So we dressed, you ain't going nowhere. Yes, I am. I dressed up. He picked me up. And there's always a nightlight on the stove like that, but with that, you plug it in. Okay. Right. I came back home by 3 o'clock. Ain't no lights in the house. No. So I immediately ducked and hit the, hit the switch. <laughs> she sitting on the couch with a big-ass bush and I. So she said, bring your ass over here. Now, my ass just went back at the door, but my dumb ass go over there once. She said, what? You take your clothes off. So we been fucking, I ain't did this shit, man. So we talk, we, we, we get in the bed, go sleep. Next morning, motherfucker hit me on the foot like that. She just had the food, the big ass butchers. I just peed all in the bed. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't know what get ready to happen, right? So she had a glass table. She hit the kitchen table. She broke it. Called the police. What you do that for? You going to jail? Yes, you did. I ain't did it. Her come on auntie that saved my life. Yeah. She said, he broke it. Tasted better. No, he didn't. Yeah, yes, he did. Police comes and sir and woo woo woo. And auntie said, no, he didn't sir. She's crazy. She know woo woo woo. So you gonna leave? So I get in my car to leave. She running out there and shit. She said, give me my car key. I did my car. She said, but I had to put in my name. Post, you got to give it to her. So I said, fine. So I go back to work the next morning and you get that check. So behind Fisher Big Boy back that way is the zoo. Yeah, the zoo. Wow. So we, I'm going out there back driving the car. I look behind me. She in this Monte Carlo. Her car. Hit the back of me, knock me into the tree. I like this young crawl out, the car catching fire, all this shit. So the people, the man run out there, he taking pictures of his tree. Fuck that nigga, I'm in this tree. What? Yeah. So I'm in the hospital. <laughs> she, she, she called the hospital. One man in the hospital. In the bed with big old face and little bag. No, I know I don't get no visit, no way. I ain't through with your ass. You I'm through with you. I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you. I said, what did I do? She would never say. I ain't do nothing. She just the kind of person that wanna control you. What you can and can't do, you gotta go to bed at six o'clock in the evening. Now in penitentiary going in penitentiary, the yard locked down at six o'clock. So I'm, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I mean, I'm not going to lie to nobody. Like, I, I didn't know nothing. You know, so I'm just going along with the program. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Just survive. That's it. Mm -hmm. So I leave her. I got an apartment. My dumb ass told where I live at. I go home. They be bagged the groceries in front of my house. Gowns on the doorknob. I let her spend the night. I, I, I don't know. You got to forgive me. I don't know no better. 
I'm being honest about it. And I finally got away from her. Best thing ever happened to me. And then when I got away from her, I go back to prison because I'm violating parole. Let me ask you, let me put a pause in that. Now, is it true, I heard you had, you met, you first met your son in prison? I, I, no. Me and my son was in jail. Okay. We were looking out the window before they covered him up. He stood up there and said, man, what's your name? Why? I told him my name. He said, man, you my daddy. You lost your damn man. I ain't got no kid. And I got one little girl. So he called his woman. He's talking about one, though. Yeah. Damn. He called his woman. His woman called my little sister. My little sister go over her house with a picture of me. My daddy's old, from here from Indianapolis on Lee Street. Take a picture over there and let my daddy see it. And my dad said, Donald, how come you ain't telling me about you had no kids? I didn't know either. He was 26. Now, so, so, you, so you didn't know, you didn't even know you had a son. No. That he was 26. And, 20, you, and you met him in prison. Met him in jail. Jail. Met him in jail. Sorry. And see, I don't know none of this stuff. So, but I'm, but I'm, right to this day, I'm blamed for stuff that I had nothing to do with. If he'd have asked you one more question in jail, you'd have beat your son up. Probably. Yeah. We've been fighting. But yeah. see, the thing about it, though. Yeah, but how did y'all come to, like, he said, you my daddy. You said, no, I'm not. How, how did y'all come? When like, I get out, I go. So but why, why you in jail? Y'all didn't. We was in jail. Y'all didn't convert. few days, I people on the bottom, Duncan, and, and Juan kept up here, and the dude kept here. Juan had the dude to move from here, so he'd sleep next to his daddy. That's what I'm saying. Did y'all form some type of relationship before y'all got out? Y'all built a we bond in jail. We were trying. Okay, okay. So, when I get out, I go be with his mother. Figure, I'm going to do what's right. I, I got a baby mama. My daughter died in the fire. fire. I ain't got nobody. You know, I ain't got nobody. Oh, 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 oh. We're not just going to let you gloss over that. Now, what do you mean she died in the fire? Well, then we'll get back to one. Well, it was uh, it was six kids in the house found 39th and River Park, my mother's house. My little girl, my niece, my nephew, and three of their friends. My little sister, them, they say, I, I'm just gonna say that they were smoking. They went and got some drugs. Come back, the whole house glutted and things. Mm. Damn. My little girl, I seen her. I was married to a woman in Naomi, Indiana. Naomi had brought my little girl to see me on a Sunday. She was dead Monday. Oh, man. So, I'm so catching did, it. So, did nobody get out of hell? None of them kids? No, nah, all six of them died. Third night in River Park. Uh, so, I don't know, to me... They come get me when it happened and put me in the hole. So you, you so when your daughter died in the fire, you was in jail. I was in Lagrange. Lagrange, okay. So you you wasn't even out. No. Okay. So we don't even watch the people come on the news, the newsman showing it all that. See my mama house burn up and that's how you see it. Yeah, and the kids in the body bags and stuff, showing pictures of them, you know. And uh, I and I see my I can't daughter. Imagine it's one thing to lose your child. 
Yeah. To lose your child that way mm -hmm. to be in jail, your first your sight of is to see it on TV. Yeah. So, me, wow. I turned around like this, about eight guards. Come on. Why is that? Put them in the hole. They thought you were going to lose it? Thought I going to lose it, try to escape, you know, put them in the hole. When I, you know, when I was in the hole, I met a woman guard. She did everything that worked for me. You name it, she did it for me. So one day I got in there, I got butt naked. I said, Lord, this is the same way I came into the world. And I want you to just help me get myself together. Change my way of thinking and everything. To come and got myself my ass to Eddieville. Out of the hole, out of my daughter died. Cause the figure he gonna clock out, he gonna do something to somebody. But I wasn't. But I ain't got no, I, got, I ain't no, having no control or nothing. So they're down to Eddieville, and uh, I got out from her. I had four months before my parole date. So how long was after, this after the fire? Four months. Four months, okay. But I posted got out on the ninth of, 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 the, of, the, of the, before the four months. Okay. But because I had a woman guard, they served me out. I had to do all my time. So I had to do all my time. I got out. I went to the Greyhound bus station. And when I'm at the bus station, you know how you step on that door, open up? It scared me because I wasn't used to that. So it wasn't that. I didn't know what that was. I figured something fucked up. Try to use the phone. And then you had to roll it down. Yeah, wrote a phone. They had the text phones. I don't know what to do. Right, because you're saying your time in jail to now, like th things had advanced. Right, and, and I, I don't right, know. Right, right. So my little brother, my older brother, and my little brother come and got me. And they, they called and they tell me, well, had this big old speaker make a whole lot of noise. I said, Jimmy, his speaker broke. His now down at the speaker in his trunk. I don't know. All this is going on. Yeah. So, so they got a big beeper. They had beepers then, right? The beepers. Beepers, yeah. Everything. So, they, they, phones, so, so they got beepers on them. Somebody like one of them, man. It's, yeah, I'll get you one of them. So I don't know no better. I'll take it off and slam, throw the hell out of something. That thing, that thing, man, make a whole lot of noise. It was vibrating. Down that way it's supposed to do. I don't know. See what I'm saying? So yeah. I didn't really start growing up So I became an adult. Because all my childhood and stuff is in prison. And you're surviving, man. Huh? Prison and surviving. <laughs> so. From what you told us. Yeah, that was, but that's why I right. came up. Right. So right. I get out and try to do the right thing. I'm on parole. Oh, I catch another case. Every time I look up on my handcuff like a piece of jewelry, I got, and I just got tired. I got fed up. Well, nothing working for me. I mean, nothing. I mean, wasn't nothing working for me. And I said, man, what am I going to do? You know what I'm saying? I said, so people today, they see me sitting around by myself. You all right? Yeah. It's just my own little wheel, world in my head. 
with my world. Your calm, yeah. And, and I don't want nobody in it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I didn't. You know, and I go to the doctor and he told me that I had a kidney problem. I said, what's that? I don't know about that. You know, I know about crime and hatred. And How long ago was this? Whew. I think I've been on a... Five mean, he told you had a kidney problem. Five, five years yeah, ago. he told me I had a kidney problem. So I go to the kidney doctor. He said, I'm going to put you on dialysis. I said, what's that? The kidney, the flush him off. Okay. Clean your blood. So he put it in my stomach. And a tube in my stomach. And big old bag. I had to do it 10 hours a day, every day at home. So it's just not a few days a week. You do it every day? I did it every day. Okay. It got infected. I couldn't walk. I couldn't even breathe. So I had a house on 34th and Market. I used to walk from 34th and Market to Preston and Broadway every day to Dallas and back. Walking. Damn. So after you would get your treatment, you would walk? Yeah, back. I didn't have no money. I didn't have no car. And about to keep people knew our people I know me ride past. It was okay to keep on going. So I gotta do that. When you seen me that time on 34th and Market cooking, I was barbecuing outside. I was trying. Oh, you know, you know he's a chef. Man. I was trying to. Oh, not to cut you off. But he used to set up on 34th and Market and sell barbecue every summer. He used to be jumping. I'm probably bought barbecue from yeah, you. Man, he used to be jumping right, sure right in front of that little store. Yeah, Bacos. See, he did it first, and then everybody else started setting up. Yeah. Well, go ahead. So, so the man in Baco on him, he let me barbecue there. He had eight suckers outside. He would keep my food at night in his freezer. The dude next door, the older man, you keep my burrow. And another dude would come up there at 9 o'clock at night and clean up for me, and I would give him $10. That was when Short was on market. Okay. Short was, he was short was across the street, the barber shop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The barber shop tear me up. They took all my food. Yeah, in the container. So I'm trying to make some money legally and you know, do the right way. Yeah. But in the, I'm not going to lie, in the rainbow bread bag, I had a pistol. Because, see, I'm outside in the opening, and where I'm at, my mind thinking, I'm going to try to rob me. The only thing I'm thinking. Especially if they see you getting it. Right. And it's I, sold over. Yeah. Getting, so so I'm going to do what I got to do. To the young dudes up there, so dope. Does it come up there? What's up, old G? Hang around me. And they got guns on them. I'm straight. But I ain't straight because my mind is always on some foolishness. So I got sick. When I got sick, I couldn't barbecue up there no more. Not that I couldn't have went. I didn't have the strength. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so I was always wondering why what happened. I, I had no more strength. I mean, I, I had a barbecue place up there, and I had a lawn curb business I was trying to start at the same time. I'd go cut grab about three or four yards in the morning. In the evening time, i go set my barbecue grill up. I'm wearing me out. Yeah. But I got sick, and I fell out on 42nd, and 42nd Street cutting this man's yard. I fell out. I really fell out, you know? All kind of things was happening to me, 
and I'm in the hospital. I can't do it, you know, and just like today. You know, my biggest problem is and have been acceptance. Even though I did wrong in my past, I know I did, and I've apologized as much as I could. And and the people that you did things to you, that you done things to for whatever reason, always keep their foot on your neck. Throw your past back in your face. You remember you used to do this, you used to, okay, mm -hmm. I remember all that. But quit throwing it in my face every time. We get into arguments. Nigga, I don't need to hear all that. See what I'm saying? So I don't. I mean, I got a son. I see him randomly. I got grandkids. I don't know nothing about these people. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that bothers me sometimes. But what can I do? Because I'm pretty sure they've been told, oh, your granddaddy's this and he ain't that. Right, you know, you're right. right, but I got, to, I got to live with that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it hurts. It do. I mean, um, my granddaughter stayed with me. She did. And uh, I had to put her and her boyfriend out. She put a knife on me. My own grandchild. Wow. You living in my house. Damn. See what I'm saying? For what? She getting stamps and uh, she taking her stamp and, and cash them in for whatever her little boyfriend doing whatever we want. Ain't putting no groceries in the house. Yeah. I'm putting it in there. So eventually so, you said something. Right. Right, right. Like you're supposed to. But I'm wrong for saying that. It just seems like every time I try to say something to somebody, I'm wrong. So when do I win? When am I right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I leave out of the house sometime. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. I might have a yard to cut, right? I go cut it because I like going to cut it early in the morning time. You cut it early in the morning time before the hot. sun come out. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, a person wouldn't understand. I do anything in the world for you. Don't, don't, I ain't going to lie to you. I know what that do. I know what lying do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I help out. I do a whole lot of things, but I know for a fact, a fact is not appreciated. See what I'm saying? I mean, I've been knowing him a long, long time. And his granddaddy used to tell me, you hanging there. You hanging there. You know what I'm saying? He's like me. Go over their house, he back in the bed with the leg crossed, just sitting in the chair. The daddy joke. I mean, <laughs> It's a joint peace, man. But see, I deal with people that I would go around and I felt good with. No negative vibes come on me yeah. and none of that. I can go around my own brother right today and feel negative. He my little brother. Because I know that they don't look they look they look at my past. A lot of people, oh, a lot of people look at my, through, a lot of people look at my past. They don't see me trying to advance or nothing. I may not have what you have, and I don't care. But I wipe my ass just like you do. Right. See what I'm saying? So, like, let me ask you this, Donnie. 
like the strength that you have from everything you've been through, mm-hmm. like where does that come from? Upstairs. I'm well, six. I'm, so, well, I'm saying sometimes <laughs> people can lose faith because you can say, "Why me? Why is this happening to me?" I'm sixty-eight, and I know for a fact I didn't see some guys in their forty can't hold the wall. For real. And that's what I was gonna say. In their forties. I was gonna mention that, like. So I know that what I've been through in my life, and still on earth to tell it mm-hmm. to me, God done that for me to tell somebody. There ain't number one person. He want me to do that. I watch cousins, uncles, aunties. Everybody dead in my family is gone. I got me, my little brother, and my sister in Annapolis. And that's it. That's it. My brother Dwayne, one of my idols, and all of them. And I'm still living. And sometimes I wonder why. I mean, shot up, stabbed, burned, car wrecks, prison, and I'm still around. And I don't look no 68. Mm-mm. You know, I just got the kidney problem. And the thing about it, I can't get a kidney. Why not? Because on top of my kidney is leukemia. There's, I could get it. They said, but what would kill me would be the medicine. Mm. So I got to do this the rest of my life. Okay, and I don't miss. If ain't no motherfucker up there, I'm coming. And sometimes I wonder why do I keep going? I don't have nothing. Then what is my reason? But Lord, to me, embedded that in me to, to, con- to con- continue on. Right, you we, got we the, did, um, you got the fight of, of, of 20 people, man. Not to cut you off, but we did a show on dialysis. You know, my brother Mike, at the time, he needed a kidney. My Aunt Ursa's on dialysis. And uh, he was saying, like, a lot of people pass away because they quit. They give up. Yeah. So Billy was asking, well, why would you give up? People get tired. They get tired to say, I'm going down. And why, why do I keep doing this? And then, like I said, once you miss, that sets you back so yeah. much. And then you just miss and miss, and then people just, just quit. Well, I had a cousin. He quit going and died. Well, I just done it over 20-something years. She died not from dialysis, she died from sugar. All the other medication stuff she's taking. I do it, be honest with y'all. I go up there, I sit in that, and I sit in that recliner, got TV, my headphone, may have me something to eat, and be around other people. Just positive stuff, man. So, to tell you, every day I come up out, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays, I got a bag. And the reason I cut that bag, because I look at any everybody in dialysis as my family. We all fighting for the same cause. The nurses, I bring stuff so they show them that I appreciate them. Thank you. And I sit on the dialysis machine four hours. That's 12 hours a week. Sometimes I get out of there, go work somewhere. So I have me some money. Because I can't work a regular job. They don't have hard part-time people. So I have to do what I can 
on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Other than that there, I don't have anything. But I do anything for you. I, 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 paint. I'm, I work for a guy named Charles Simpson. He got a handyman business. I go work with him. He didn't show me how to do concrete, drywall, painting, corner rounds. He showed me how to do everything, and I do it. And it's amazing that it's easy as hell. I don't think your stuff you just need the equipment. Right, right. And, and you go to the flea market and buy it off. But I had to learn these things. Yeah. I ain't never, nobody never sit down and try to teach me nothing or show me nothing. Nobody. It's never too late. That's what I say. It's never too late. It's, no. That's where I, I learned this stuff in prison. In prison, I learned how to survive. That's it. Everybody, I could get in the commentary line. They probably come to see them on the weekend. I can have that. I'm just in there. Now, is, is, is your mom still living? No. What was your relation? When you got out before she passed, was it any relationship? No. Uh -uh. I had a little girl. She died in the fire. The one died in the fire. My mom didn't have a relationship with her because she didn't like the mama. So she didn't have no relationship with her. My brother Dwayne came to penitentiary. He didn't stay long. And my mama started coming to see me and him, right? He went to the farm so my mother didn't come and see me no more. See what I'm saying? Because he ain't died. So I called home and one day she had my house when I was married to Naomi, and uh, my mom, you quit calling this woman's house. She gonna keep on paying these bills. Mama's my, she hung up on me. That's my house. So I'm saying, everybody controlling everything I do, everything I do. You know, and sometimes I'm gonna be just riding down the street and pull over and just start crying. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for real. I mean, I watch TV shows where people united with their families and I started crying. Every Wednesday, I ain't been on Mr. Wednesday, I'm in Green Meadow Cemetery. Every Wednesday, I go to Daddy Vic's, which is a restaurant out there on Cane Run. Mm -hmm. I go on there, get something to eat, go around the corner to the graveyard. My brother Dwayne, my little girl, my niece, my nephew, cause all them kids buried together, and my mama sit on top of them. I go out there, and I sit there and talk to my mama. You know, I don't know. Let me tell you something. You know, I never understood this. Why? I was treated like that. Nobody else, me. What did I do I deserve to be treated that way? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't do no, I don't know what. I didn't do I didn't do nothing to deserve it. But grow up as a child. And and I worry about that sometimes because people don't know the hurt in me. You don't know. I've been hurt bad, but I keep going. You hurt, man. You hurt now. 
I get, I get striving to be something. I laugh and I giggle like anybody else. Yeah, you heard, man. But why do me like that? I don't know. You know, when I met Oster again, I was in Indiana. It snowed that deep. Snow. I didn't have no boots and nothing. I had on some flat shoes. I walked from Jeffersonville, Indiana, in the snow to here. Set to have a peace of mind. Set to build my house on body. Y'all know they care about me. We care about you, man. I'm not saying y'all don't. You asked me to tell you. And some of the things I say hurt. But these crazy tears, they'll go away. I hurt sometimes really bad. And people always say, Dolly, 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 Dolly. Sometimes I just made a mistake. I'm sorry. My sorry don't mean shit to nobody. And I know that. And y'all only get the life I live only by the grace of God that I'm still walking. Yeah. Still here, man. Tell it is. When I go to my brother's friend, my sister, with her and my brother, his woman, and him, when the kids died, my daughter, Right to this day, nobody ever said they were sorry. Nobody. Nobody. I never even got a card in penitentiary when she died. Nobody. Nobody. My little brother called me every other day to see how I'm doing. Why? You don't give a fuck. I watched my sister lay in the bed on the hospital. For four days, I stayed up. I didn't go home. I didn't eat. I didn't change clothes. I watched her take her last breath and put it in a body bag and zip it up. I watched it. The man said he gonna cost $35. To put it in the morgue until they find them where they're going to get her. Did nobody even help me? I called my brother. He's in Elliot Park. He said, man, dad just died. He said, I'm coming. I'm here. I can't come. Nobody never came. Not to cut you off, Donnie. Wasn't they being who they always was? Huh? Like your family members. Yeah. Well, what they? They were being who they already were. Like, not yeah. To you. To you. Right. I wasn't nobody. I know that. I know that, but I asked God, why? Why me? Y'all understand that, but why did I have to go through this? But I did. And my little brother can call me right today. Don, I need you, man. Help me do this. I need to jump. And I'll come. You're going to be right there, man. They know I'm coming, but I couldn't get it back. 
I always got an excuse to me. Always. Can't even fault the heart, man. Yeah, he's telling. Can't fault the heart. It's just what's in there, He's telling 100. Anytime we've had Donnie, Donnie, my sister needs moving. Donnie, we need Donnie. Yeah. 1,000%. I'm there. So you ain't got to ask twice. His sister had me help her move. And she ain't paid me yet. <laughs> we in a moving truck. I fall out of the truck and hit my head. She said, what I owe you? I said, a hat. She ain't never gave it to me. <laughs> Little time I back, I'm going I'm to get you. I'm going to get you. She ain't never gave me the hat. My, my, I just, just, just played with them. listening. It's been, what, about 20 years, dog? Yeah. You gotta get Don, Donnie that hat signed by your dad. Look, look. His mama, Margaret, had me to cut their grass. He said, What you gonna charge me? I said, A box of sugar frosted flakes. And this is what I charged her. Cut the hedge in the whole yard in the back and in the front for a box of sugar frosted flakes. <laughs> Simple things, right? Huh? Simple. I mean, I didn't know what to ask for. I didn't know nothing. Boy, it's been number six to eight, and it's rough on me. So I stay by myself. I only bother with people, and then I'm accused of something. I just ask me about it. I don't know, but I'm gonna get the finger pointed at me for anybody. You see what I'm saying? Right. But it ain't like that. No. So when I'm gonna get some respect? Just that much, just a little bit. Will about say you ain't done a good job. I don't get that unless I go work for you. I'm gonna give you that hat for cutting. <laughs> nah, <laughs> no, man, I'm honest with you. That's your hat. Yeah. You love the corners. This is your hat. Yeah, but you understand what I'm saying though, man? Too, too, not too large. Much. I ain't that damn big. Go ahead, big in my mouth. But I'm gonna tell you what, but, that's your hat. You know, you understand what I'm saying to y'all? They pass me a drink. Give me your man. Your hat, man. I'm surprised I ain't shed no tears here today, man. But I feel your story a thousand percent, man. I mean, uh, for real. And you know, Don, I called you. I knew you had a story. Yeah. I knew you had. I mean, we all got a story to tell. Take a shot. We all had a story. We all got a story to tell. You know, sometimes you don't know how deep, but I love to hear you talk. I'll be honest. You know, you've been through a lot. Yeah. And once. Yeah. So when people were saying, who's who's the next podcast star? I said, Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Because they don't know. Right. They, they only know you from the experience they've encountered you with, whether it's cutting the grass or barbecuing or just coming around. Or what they in the street. Now this. You know what I'm saying? And they think it's all this, they, you know, this, this, that's all the substance in a person. Nah. We heard a lot today, man. Yeah. What I'm saying is, Donnie, I think enough of you to say, man, look, I want you to come on my podcast yeah. with me talk and my friends it. and talk about it. Yeah. Because I can get anybody. Well, as many as I'll tell you the truth. Because we've been trying to get this for about six months. Right. I, and I told people why I was excited. You know, it's all about time. Everything's about time. The cameraman was messed up. Well, Cam yeah. well you know, Sharif had tore his Achilles. But I was, like, determined. I'm not doing anybody else till I do Don. People act, man, this person wants to be on the pocket. I said, I'm gonna do Donnie first. And I, I held it in because I you know, I know just like I get my get excited, you get excited. Like I, you know, I said, Well, I knew two weeks I hit Sharif about two weeks ago. I said, Well, let me wait till he confirms it the day before. Because Ursula said, When are you gonna tell? Him? I said, I'm gonna wait 
because I don't want to disappoint him because I get disappointed. Because he's not 20 cameramen. Yeah, because I get excited. I said, we play nah, by loyalty. Yeah, I said, I get excited because I tell Donnie we're going to do it, and something happens, or this happens, or I'm feeling sick, or what. I said, we're going to wait. Sharif, I confirmed with him Thursday, Wednesday. He told me Friday. I said, I'm going to call you at mm -hmm. 4 o'clock. You can take a little something like we cut you out. Had a house down here on 34th and Market, me and my brother. Had to move in with me. The rent is $300 because I know the landlord. That's it. But I'm on dialysis. I come home one day. My brother then sold the living room suit and moved out. What? So I'm stuck with the water, LG, and the rent. And the furnace is gone. And, then, and I'm on dialysis. So I sit on the step one day. I don't know what to do. But for one thing I didn't do, my mind did not go in the crime. I just sit there. And I seen him. He didn't hum around. He on this side of the street. I'm on this side of the street in the car. I said, motherfucker. He said, oh, no, you ain't nigga. Call the police. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. That's what he done. That's the police come. I tell the police, the police come and tell the police what happened. He said, he should beat your ass, but yeah, I can't let him do right, that. Right. But I can't let him do that. I've been going through that kind of shit. Right, right. See what I'm saying? By my, that's the whole lot you keep taking. It is, though. Them licks, man. Them no, big licks. Uh, Listen, I'm gonna agree with you. It is a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. But you're 68. Yeah. You don't and look I, 68. And I know a lot of people that yeah. didn't make it to 68. The only issue is your kidney and yeah. your hair. Yeah. I so, look at it. So I mean, I, I wouldn't even ask that question no more. Why you? You the reason you hear now. This is why. Yeah. You still hear proven why. Still hear why right now. And right to the, the, the same one that did me like that. You might have heard about it. He on a walk up. He robbed a bank up on 15th Broadway. On a walk. <laughs> on a walk. Got caught. Well, how far how you gonna go with hey, the door? Hey, you know how you know how you think you've heard it all. <laughs> and then he tells you something. Your brother robbed the bank on a walker? Yeah, on 15th and Broadway. What? He in a nursing home today where they cut half his damn leg off. He said they ain't been to court tonight. They don't take you to court. They got what they want, nigga. One of your limbs, motherfucker. That's what they got from you. He, he successfully robbed him? No. He walked in there <laughs> no, and know. robbed the bank. And they basically locked him up, right? Yeah. yeah. He got How far did he get out? No, you know the doors in the machine, the doors, you got him beside. You can't sit, get out. You should just catch him under the door. You there. a button, you can't get out. He, he got, got shit in the bank. He robbed the bank on 15th and Broadway. Get the fuck out of it. That's it. That's it. They call him Gator Slim. Yeah. For sure, that's a good name. Gator Slim. But see... That kind of shit. <clears throat> and I sometimes I want to ask myself, why did this shit have to be with me right. and, and, and my family? Yeah. Like my cousin them successful. The daddy and them successful. Can't have that. The only thing I can remember more than anything at home was whippings. Like my mama used to catch me in the bathtub. I done done something. In the tub. Open the door with a stitching card. I go to school looking like Jesus. You know, eye, head, back, neck, you know. 
fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? But, then, but what could I do? Ran away one time, stepped on top of the garage. I went to school. Came back home, pieces of wood, all shit in my head. My mama in there cooking. I looked through the door. I said, can I come and eat? So he made me come in the house. I go eat. And he's laying down, chilling. He said, I'm going to beat your ass later on. So I done put on about four, five pairs of socks, two or three pairs of yeah. pants, yeah. you know, gloves, to bond, get ready for this get woman. Get quilt. So, because she, she got hip to that. She'll wait until we're in the tub. <laughs> oh, no. And beat the there ain't no more water in there. Uh, she would call my brother's friends them over there. Y'all hold on it. So it'd be about five, six of them trying to hold me. I ain't hold me, motherfucker. I get up under the bed holding the box spray. They picked the whole bed. I'm holding the back of it. Well, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting beat. But you saying, but you said about having the wood stuff in your hair. When you were in middle school or, or something like that. Stephen Foster. Yeah, when you go to school with kids like that, you, you know, like just growing up, and you see kids sometimes, and you're not knowing the story. You see stuff in her or whatever. You just think, uh, you know, maybe he had a long morning. He couldn't get up and yeah. calm himself. But it's from you sleeping out on the roof of the house yeah. the day before. And, I mean, you would never even think that. Like, even to grasp that idea that that's the reason, that that's what your night was like. I'll tell you something. My mother one day hit me in the head with a broom and bust my head open. You know, Band-Aids. You remember Kotex? The women used to wear? Yeah. My mother cut some of that, put it on my head, and put a piece of tape on it and sent me to school. I'm walking down the street with a big-ass Kotex on my head. Damn. I get to She's school. She's the one did it. I get to school, and the nurse said, Donnie, come here, come here, babe, come here, babe. Took me in the, in the nursing room and put that Band-Aid stuff on my head and took a Kotex out. I'm going to school with a Kotex on my head. You see what I'm saying? But, G, the, what I've experienced, man, a lot of motherfuckers be crazy. Yeah. Or not here. But after a psychiatrist, I used to when I was locked up, he told me, he said, I'm going to be honest with you, if you ever just really go off, you're not going to come back. And I'm going to tell you what, you got about 100 reasons to go off. <laughs> and you still haven't. You yeah, got but about a hundred reasons to really go off. But I don't want to hurt nobody, and you I, never have. No, nah, I don't. Clearly. I don't, don't motherfucker hurt. You know, I don't want to hurt nobody. If I can help you, I do it. You know, that just it just. And that's still in your heart. That's right. That's, 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 still that's, in, that's embedded in there. That's still in your heart. You know, and I can't take it away. Right. Damn. You see what I'm saying? I can I don't want to take it away. The only thing I ever wanted to do in the world, man. Well, to be happy with somebody that want to be happy with me. That's it. That's it. You know, I know, I, I know you ain't got to worry about washing, cooking, cleaning. I do all that. Just let me just be a part of you. Let me be a part of your life. You see what I'm saying? That's all. I don't get that kind of shit. I don't get nothing. I get a lot of drama. You know what I'm saying? Like the Lord, I know he blessed me with my truck. I met dialysis and the nurse up there wanted to sell it to give me a hundred dollars a month, no down payment. I thought of doing it. She went back to Philip. I put the papers in my name and everything. She went back to Philippines. I didn't pay no more, about nine hundred dollars for it. A hundred a month. That's it. 
you know, I always wanted a truck, another truck. I, I always had like vehicles. I always had it when I was married to the woman in Indiana. She was a minister. She wanted to marry me because she didn't want to be alone. I'm going to penitentiary. I didn't need anybody to help me. Then I get out and I run into Ursula. It's done deal now. And the, and the only thing what it was, it was her, her spirit, man. Her company. When I go around Margaret and Joan and they have family reunion. It wasn't so much but just love and gigging. They didn't need no more other people now. And everybody just got along. Then I see them today, very successful people. The two boys, I, I, I babysitted them. I seen some, I used to babysit them. Now look at they successful people. And that make me feel good because I was a part of it. Even yeah. though I don't share it with you, I was a part of something that was solid. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That makes me feel good. You don't lose it when you've been part of something. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, his granddaddy go play the tickets every day. Joe going to play the tickets. He going. Faithful. Huh? Faithful. <laughs> That's Joe. But I got around them people. I felt good. I seen me feeling good about them. You know, but then when I go around other people, it just feel tension. Something ain't right. So I don't go. You know what I'm saying? I don't hang in the, I don't go to the park. I'm not going to park. Someday I go to Interbrow or Intermarket, you know, go way to Intermarket, that park, yeah. the table back there. Yeah. Sometimes I go back there and just sit by myself, just sit back there. Don't want to be bothered with nobody. Ain't got nothing wrong with me or nothing. Just want to just, That's my peace. own solitude. Because I don't get it. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like he told me he's going to do this right here. I'm going to sweat him and ask him no questions. If Lord willing, I stay long, live long enough, I'm coming. I went home, I was tired, I'm going to sit there. When I was sitting there, it's 2 o'clock, I got about another hour. Woke up at 10 minutes to 4. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, gone. I'm glad you didn't say one. You know, but I'm gone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but man, uh, let me ask you this, Don. Hmm? We, we, we definitely going to have to do a part two. You got more stories man. a little bit. What would you say with everything you've been through, like just just anything for people listening, just anything you just would want to say? Anything. To me, this is my personal opinion. You got to find somebody you can talk to you and not judge you. To talk to you. I mean, to listen to what you say and not break in, don't do this, don't do that. But really listen to what you say. Yeah. And it's hard to find somebody like that. People don't know what man, you gotta do this and you gotta do that. Listen to what they saying to you. Then ask yourself, why are they saying it for? Why are you doing it for? And it's easy. Parents don't know how to be parents no more. They more your buddies. They don't know how to be your parent. They know how to be your buddy. Be a parent. Hear your child out. Then try to help your child the right way. Finance and materialistic shit don't help your kid. Mm -hmm. Don't help them at all. Sometimes you need to go to psychiatry with that kid to evaluate both of you motherfuckers. Do you see what I'm saying? The what I'm telling anybody, I don't know, woman or a man, 
value somebody that you can talk to and tell on yourself. Learn to tell on you. But find somebody you can tell on yourself too that ain't going to judge you. That makes sense? Makes sense. Yeah. You know, usually uh, when I cook more, you know, I, I set it out. I do a whole buffet style. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to ask uh, Donnie what he wants. Took you know, some requests. Yeah, I said, I, 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 tell Donnie what he wants, Marie. He said, you know, just keep it simple. You know, he said, just give me some chicken Alfredo, no chicken with beef sausage. Huh. He said, give me beef sauce. And that's all. Because see, this is something. Go ahead, go ahead, Don. I don't like chicken. Well, well I don't get a chance to get chicken. Well, you don't like chicken. In you don't get no chicken in penitentiary. Okay. You don't get no bacon. You don't get no sausages. So you get the beef. You get the beef. Well, what a beef no, sausage? No, no, like? no. I, the beef sausage is good for my kidney. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fucked up in jail is they see, actually trying to take her. So, so, so we go eat in the child line. It's about here to the parking lot. That's how long the line is. You got that in the line, the rain, snow, sleet, or whatever. Right, right, right. And I get two hot dogs and some sauerkraut and some and the hard ass beans and some juice. And that's it. That's gotta last you to that gotta last you until five or six o'clock the next morning. I ain't had nothing. Right. So I got to eat. So what I did, I thought I was the first inmate in LaGrange Reformatory to work with people that try to commit suicide. Damn. The first inmate ever suicide did it. Prevention. My job. I didn't see a guy stab himself. I didn't see a guy take a pencil and stick it in his penis. I didn't see a guy pull staples out of his arm. I watched it like I'm looking at you and seen it. Our first inmate that did it. You know, and, and I just look at that. So one day I asked the doctor, Dr. Young, I said, what's wrong with these people? She said, I'm going to tell you something. Put yourself over there and put them out here. But they'll change my whole mind. Because one dude, anything come out his butt, out his body, he's going to put it back in his body and drink it back. He's going he to put it back. But she changed him all the way around where he didn't, you know, and got them together. Damn. So I got to learning this good stuff, you know, and it make me just look at stuff a little differently now. Just like with you people, I appreciate you giving me the privilege to do this here. You know, and people looking at this, and when you do look at it, look at it in a positive way. Not find the foolishness, the positive way. I've just been hurt. I've been abused mentally, physically, but I keep going. I don't let go. And I see people like you, and I heard from you. He said, I'm going to call you a four. I'm right there waiting on him. I'm right there. Because yeah. I know you, you real going to recognize real. Period. And I know he's real. Period. Yeah, man. You know, I meet you two guys. Y'all like some, got some good guys. Guy gave me a hat. I'm looking for nothing. If he didn't have nothing but a peanut butter sandwich in it, just to be around him, I'd be all right. Yeah. Put him up, put him yeah. up. Man, we want to thank Donnie, man, for sharing his story, Donnie. for hanging in the child line, yeah, man. man. We got to do a part two. Now, look, <laughs> the cameras go off. That's when the real conversation starts, man. So, man, we hope y'all enjoy it. I'm Sharif. We glad you're back. 
Uh, if you're listening, sorry if you heard us smacking on on this food, man. Book coming soon, man. Man, Donnie, we're going to get that out, man. Book coming soon. Appreciate it, man. Yes.